0: Shy just let your feelings roll on by and don't wear fear or nobody will know you're there and don't sue me cause this is just a parody. Yes don't be shy, just let your feelings roll. Oh I am who
1: Nathan Kappeser and your names but
2: line line C- Craig Lewis oh, shit I always forget that one Craig fucking Lewis
0: episode 44 you want some more we're at your door
2: I don't know <laughs> if I can do this the whole podcast man do what we're just like
0: what do what it ain't no thing
2: Yeah, it is a thing to me.
0: This week, we're looking at one of my all time favorite fucking films. Oh, yeah,
2: Harold and Maude.
0: I love it. Craig, you've never seen it before up until, uh, what, today? Today. Today, but I made you watch it for this podcast.
2: That is correct, sir. Uh, It's a movie that totally. One or two word answer, what'd
0: you think? And then later on in the episode, we'll get your multi word answer.
2: Uh, A two word answer would be very good.
0: Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it.
2: Not quite excellent, in my opinion. I know it's, like, your favorite film ever. Well, Clerks is my favorite, but Harold and Maude is a very close Uh, second, probably. It didn't grab me the way it grabbed you, but it was still a really good movie, and it was very well made.
0: And if you, the listener, are not familiar with this film, please, I beg of you, go check it out. Don't listen to us talk about it. Skip this episode of the podcast. We'll have another episode next week. I got
2: an idea. We've, we've got a
0: whole archive of older episodes. The, I bet you haven't listened to them all.
2: Just, just just, hear me out here. What you do is you turn us off, delete this podcast, and then after you've seen the movie, re-download From, from your it.
0: computer. Don't hack our server and delete it. Oh that, no no no! Move. From
2: your own personal computer, or smartphone. But then go back after you've seen it and re-download the podcast. Well, wait, what hits. do they got? A, what do they got? A
0: four gig iPod Nano here? What the fuck do they need to delete it for? I mean, double hits, <laughs> oh. double downloads. Yeah yeah yeah. No, I'm, yeah yeah. What Craig said. But seriously, yeah. we're gonna. As with any topic, we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. We stay away from spoilers of unrelated topics that we might delve into. Kind of. But if there's a movie or a character or something in our topic or Anything that name, has to do
2: with giant alien squids.
0: We're going to spoil it. So please, like, I know you might be saying it ain't no thing, but to us it is a thing. We don't want to spoil Harold and Maude for you. Just go watch the movie.
2: Definitely something you have to experience... To really understand it. But before we get ahead of ourselves and get into that, I don't know if you knew this. Well, I actually think you did know this. I had a birthday recently.
0: I Yes. Depending on your definition of recently, you've had a few.
2: Very recently.
0: <laughs> Depending <laughs> on your definition of very. Uh, oh, what can I say, Craig? They're all just mocking time. <laughs> that was my best Ruth Gordon. It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> <What?
2: laughs> Sweeper right off your feet.
0: Oh, I would so sweep her right Ugh. off her feet. Fuck. That's no. my celebrity crush right there. We'll get into that later, though.
2: I've decided to just go with the fact that I'm as old as WrestleMania.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, okay.
2: First WrestleMania was like a week before my birthday, my oh, okay. actual birth.
0: There you go. So, oh, man, that's a cool way to look at it. I got to figure out what am I as old as? What came out a year after WrestleMania? Or I'm as wait. old as WrestleMania 2.
2: Ah, there you go. <laughs> There you go.
0: Not also, but the second, the WrestleMania. second
2: WrestleMania. I was going to say, wait till next year and wait till uh, you hear about things having their 30th anniversary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow. Where do you come up with this shit? You're like a right math cuff, whiz. man. Right
2: off the cuff. Beginner's math, my specialty.
0: So how was your birthday? Your birthday, by the way, is St. Patrick's Day. It
2: is. Top of the morning to
0: you. Yeah, we didn't talk about this last week, but.
2: Well, you know, we had other things going on, big, big
0: things going on. Yeah. Did you check out last week's episode? Not you, Craig, but the listener. And I hope you have. We'll yeah, you're listening send us to your response to fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Get no. it out of
2: the way early. I like it.
0: Oh, it was awesome. It was so cool. The, the guys from Hardcore Band One Last Shot were here. Um, one of our coolest topics ever:
2: horror icon showdown. Yeah, we did a
0: whole match. fucking 32-character tournament. It was pretty sweet, and we all voted on the, uh, we're not going to tell you who won, but give it a listen. It's our longest episode. The two-hour, 20-minute runtime might seem a little daunting, but don't let it intimidate you. It's seven of the coolest hosts you'll ever hear on a podcast.
2: Well, anyways, back to the important thing, my birthday. I had some pretty kick-ass gifts, dude.
0: I'm sure you did.
2: Starters, thank you, sir, for giving me the best of Bart comic book, Simpsons comic book. It was fu- was a Bartman. Bartman, the superhero.
0: Bartman's pretty dope. They should make a Bartman video game. Uh, it he's, would probably suck, though.
2: You play him in one of the Simpsons video games. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing as an all-out Bartman game.
0: But it would probably be the worst game ever. So,
2: Probably. You're probably right. Uh, but I also got some other extremely kick-ass gifts from my incredibly cool girlfriend Sarah. Extremely kick-ass. Yes. Extreme girlfriend. Yes. Extreme gifting. Totally. No, I got the goddamn Batmobile. What? Uh, one of those pop vinyl. Is that ones. so? That's
0: the car that the goddamn Batman drives.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's and there's the goddamn Batman <laughs> is sitting in the. Goddamn Batmobile. No, it's the uh 1966 Batmobile.
0: Oh, that's dope.
2: And uh Walking Dead Monopoly?
0: The comic book one or the TV comic show book. one? Word.
2: She she knew better.
0: Word. I saw an yeah. article today that said uh The Walking Dead is the show now even better than the comic. Oh, and I, I was saw like, that. "Ha ha. Oh, the Onion, you crack me up <laughs> with your with your ridiculous ludicrous headlines and oh, oh, this isn't the Onion. Oh, this is legitimate journalism. Oh. Oh.
2: Did you uh see the voting down at the bottom?
0: I didn't read the article cuz I'm oh. actually a couple episodes behind.
2: I uh good because it was spoiler heavy, but I read most of the article and then went down to to the voting of what do you think is better, the show, the comic? You think both are equally good or uh you haven't seen either one of them <laughs> and you, you have... just decided to read this article <laughs> yeah. to the bottom anyway. <laughs> Well, it was just a spoiler-heavy thing about trying to compare the two. Sadly to say, the choice for the comic is better was only 7%, and it was the lowest one. The highest one was they're both equally great, and uh, the second highest one was the
0: show. How much did the show get? 28%. Holy fuck. What the fuck, Walking Dead fans? Eat a dick. Eat Robert Kirkman's fat, rich Uh, cock, you son of a bitch.
2: There's so many. There's a larger audience of the fan base that hasn't seen the comic. That's true.
0: So there's just more people voting that are. Fucking idiots. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did we just, you just lose hate like it half on of our fucking You bastard. Audience?
2: I'm trying to stay like. Well, don't vote. play in the middle Then here. vote
0: that you haven't seen both of them. Don't vote the TV show if you haven't read the fucking comic or oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, a,
2: okay. So.
0: So, yeah. Yeesh. I'm not saying you're an idiot if you think the show's better. I'm just saying you're an idiot if you think the show's better and you've never read the comic.
2: And you have no interest to.
0: Then you can eat a dick.
2: I know plenty of people that like just have no interest in uh, reading the comic.
0: That's fair, but it sucks too. But it's because
2: they're not comic book readers, you know, and I can't hate on that. I'd be telling people. I'd be try telling to tell these people.
0: dudes. I'm like, look, I know you might not read comics. My mom is like 50 years old, never read a comic book in her life. I knew she loved The Walking Dead, so I got her the comic. She can't put it down. It's so good. You know what I hate is mad people are like, I'm not going to read it because Daryl's not in it.
2: Okay, you can eat a dick now.
0: Look, I know Daryl's cool, but you're going to begrudge the comic for not making up Norman Reedus.
2: For not making up Norman Reedus. Yeah, dude, that one's one's on God, dude. Robert Kirkman knew in the very beginning that that one of the Boondock Saints was going to be a character in the eventual TV show.
0: Did you know that Negan, the character in the comic, is actually based on a relatively unknown actor? But Robert Kirkman refuses to tell anyone who he is because he hopes that one day he'll be able to play him in the TV show or something like that. And he doesn't oh, really? Wanna, yeah, he doesn't want to stir the pot you Just know, the early. look of him? Yeah, then? probably the look, and I don't know, I, I imagine he wrote him for that actor, you know? And it's, and it's him. Let's not kid ourselves, it's Posney and John Travolta.
2: Looks just like him, Lucille and all. <laughs> Did you see the Justice League movie Flashpoint Paradox?
0: I did not. That's the one about the Martian Manhunter, right?
2: Sure. Why not? He plays a part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's about Flash, and it has a different
0: Batman. What do you mean, like Jean-Paul Valley?
2: No, I'm not going to say it.
0: What do you mean, like Bat-Kid?
2: No, Batman. you mean, like Dick Grayson? It's an alternate universe Batman. What do you mean,
0: like Val Kilmer?
2: God, no. <laughs> you sick bastard. No, this is beyond the point.
0: I, I, you what always I gotta was cross a to, line. <laughs>
2: exactly. What I'm trying to get to is I had made mention after hearing Kevin Smith praise the comic uh, that I had wanted to read it. And Sarah also got me Flashpoint,
0: the, so wait, the graphic you novel. you say it has a different Batman?
2: Yeah, an alternate. It's an alternate universe Batman. What does that have it's to not do, Bruce with, Wayne?
0: Wait, what was your point though? Oh, you were just saying. That.
2: I was telling you what it had to do. Oh, okay, what gotcha. The, what the movie had to deal with the story. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. She got me that. I get to read it. Last, but certainly not least, a Gotham City stories sculpt by Joseph Menna, a limited edition uh, out of two thousand sculpts. Yeah, N- number nine. And it's the fucking Joker breaking out of a,
0: a window. So it's with, like one of those, bags. like an, you put it on a shelf, kind of like one of those busts. Yeah, it's uh, not yeah, a it's, bust. it's
2: exactly what it is. It's basically a bust. It's, it's similar to well, that.
0: But I've seen it, and yeah, it's not. It's, it's Joker climbing out a window. It's fucking dope.
2: What she doesn't realize is that almost every time I walked into my comic shop, I would always lay eyes on that piece. Oh, yeah? I never told her that that's the one I wanted.
0: Yeah, they have it at my comic shop, too. That's cool.
2: And that was one she grabbed, and I was just like, oh my god, this is, you know, out of all the pieces that they keep in the display case and whatnot, that was the one I wanted. So awesome, awesome, thank you so much. Hell yeah. Fucking great birthday as far as I'm concerned.
0: Awesome. I'm so ill informed, Craig. Drop some news on me.
2: Well, you came to the right place, sir. Because people who had pre-ordered the new MC Chris album, got it, came in.
0: It's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, the CD's pretty fucking dope. Uh, I gotta give them props. I like a lot of songs. Good for a double album. What was your favorite track? It's, weirdly enough, between both track twos, uh, Let Me In, the Lewis Tully song. Okay. Or Where to Ghost At, Vankman.
0: That's my favorite. I knew that. If anyone's not aware of what this album is, it's called Forever. That's three R's. And it's a Ghostbusters concept album.
2: For the most part, I mean, there's songs that don't have anything to do with Ghostbusters on there,
0: but they fit the concept. Luigi, Wednesday Adams. Uh, You clued me in that one of the songs was about The Shining, and I hadn't even realized that.
2: Yep. Uh, Clue.
0: You clued me in. My
2: Little Pony. Those that's two where we were actually,
0: going. those were um, April Fool's Day releases for him that he decided to put on the album because they had no official release. Which but, is
2: cool, though, because I never heard the Clue song, and that's also, like, that's up there as one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, that was the one, do you remember, last year? He was heavily promoting it like it was going to be another Boba Fett song. Like, he had all sorts of Boba Fett pictures. He's, like, coming soon, April 1st. Yeah. And would always be with a Boba Fett picture, and then it came out, and it was a song about Clue.
2: It's still cool, though. Fucking yeah. awesome.
0: The skit. Oh my God! The skits were fucking. Skits brilliant. were awesome. What I really loved about the skits—no spoilers for a fucking album, but still, hey.
2: Weird enough, it, it
0: deserves. It makes sense it if deserves you're an MC no you get it. Yeah, there's the the skit that kind of brings closure to it. Does that make sense to you? To me, it almost seems like I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like he, it, it's almost like reflecting his real life situation, like having been a follower of his facebook which is a great facebook
2: absolutely yeah like mc chris's facebook plug go to
0: facebook.com like our page and then like mc chris's page it's really genuine and a lot of really cool like art finds its way on there and a lot of really insightful posts uplifting shit i don't know like that one track that uh something i i I don't want to spoil anything
2: right i know i know wink at me
0: but it, it almost seems like a nice closure to a lot of the drama that he's been going through and that uh-huh, I, yes. as a fan, have been privy to. I see like you're Like he's feeling whole again, and he's himself again. I don't know.
2: No, I agree. That's true. It's 100% he, true. You had to
0: face down a lot of ghosts. and Yeah, you know what I mean to get exactly.
2: there. And we got your back. Speaking of ghosts, well, at least horror-related things. Have you watched American Horror Story at all?
0: Not at all. Oh my god, you're missing out, man. It's so good. I hear. I'm definitely more likely to watch that than I am Supernatural.
2: Each different season, it's almost like each season is a different story, just in itself. Like, it's an anthology thing. The first season was about a typical haunted house that wasn't so typical. The second season was about an insane asylum. The third season was about a coven of witches. And now, officially it has been announced, the fourth season will be about a
0: carnival of sorts. Oh god. Just like the fourth season of that other show, Hogan's Heroes. N- no, man. You
2: always get those two confused. What, Hogan's Heroes and Heroes? No, Hogan's Heroes and MASH. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah, God yeah. damn, man. But on a more serious note, a man was arrested in Trenton, New Jersey, for <sighs> warning a school about an upcoming alien invasion. And...
0: Yeah, I read this.
2: And he was arrested for just trying to but, help
0: the school. Yeah, not, they, they weren't just normal aliens either. They were robot aliens. Robot
2: aliens, which are probably... Well, no, I mean... They, they see, destroy all mankind, This is right? where
0: semantics work into it, okay? An alien robot would be a robot that aliens made out in space. It's a robot that's alien. A robot alien... I, I assume that implies it was created on Earth, probably by the American government. It's a robotic version of an alien. So, I mean, maybe that... Or it could, still, or you know it could be robots from the robot planet. That's, that is true. But I feel like that would be an alien robot. That'd be a stretch. That would be an alien uh, robot.
2: true. Goddamn semantics.
0: But a robot alien, it's like they look like a gray. Or dare say well, I, they're, they're made out Well,
2: they're made out of steel, so chances are... Uh, but the captain of the police Force said it's unclear why he made these calls now hold on, sir I'm gonna clear this up for you i'll tell you why he made these calls.
0: Their lives were fucking in danger by robot aliens that's why he made those calls.
2: No, no, this made man the right here, call. This man here is a few fruit loops short of a balanced breakfast he he is he is a game of kerplunk. Without the little metal balls. Well, to be fair... To <laughs> see, be, you see what to I did fa- there?
0: He's, he's lost his mobbles. To be fair, though, I mean, your, your breakfast is more balanced without the Fruit Loops to begin with, so...
2: You bastard. You, you just had to ruin it.
0: Tear it away at the seams. You're not, you're not losing any nutritional value by cutting out that bowl of Fruit Loops. I
2: just have to ask you one question after making a statement like that. Are you a robot alien?
0: Thanks to semantics, I can safely say no. No, I am not a robot alien. Oh, that's good. I was worried that for a second. All right, so is it is it is it time? It's time are we going to
2: Yes, Nathan, you can go ahead now. It's
0: time to talk about this movie?
2: Yes. Oh my
0: god. Just the facts. Harold and Maud is a 1971 dark romantic comedy film. Yes. Written by Colin Higgins and directed by Hal Ashby. It follows the story of Harold, a death-obsessed 20-year-old, and his romance with his new friend Maud, an 80-year-old free spirit that loves life. Though it initially fared poorly at the box office, it quickly gained a cult following and still holds up to this day.
2: If you want to get technical, she was kind of 79 for most of the movie.
0: True. So yes, it follows the story of Harold Chasen and Dame Marjorie Chardon, who you may know better as Maud. Maud. Although she does very clearly say Chardom with an E-M and not an I-N, but the screenplay and the novelization both list it as Chardon.
2: Maybe that's just her with
0: her her dialect. And her dementia.
2: That could be too. That was one batty-ass lady.
0: So Colin Higgins wrote the film and intended on directing it, but the studio took it away from him and gave it to Hal Ashby. The
2: bastards at the studios. Yeah. Well, they didn't Hollywood, like his big his
0: test. Like they let him film a scene. They didn't like it. Well, maybe but it was for the better. I think it must have been because the movie's fucking fantastic. But uh would Ashby's it wouldn't have credit turned
2: out as good if he had directed it.
0: Hal Ashby actually said, if I'm going to direct this movie, I want permission to have Colin Higgins there with me as, I don't know, some, Co-director. some position, so he has an ability to watch me direct this movie and give him pointers and be like, see, this is what you were doing wrong. This is where you can improve. And oh, that's this a is nice guy. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Colin Higgins actually died of AIDS on August 5th, 1988. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, frowny face emoticon. That sucks. Uh... He wrote a lot of really cool films. Uh, before he died, he established the Colin Higgins Foundation, which is a humanitarian organization dedicated to supporting LGBT youth. So that's pretty awesome. Oh,
2: in the 80s, huh?
0: Yeah. Way to go. That's very progressive. He was a gay man, but I don't think that's, that's neither here nor there. I do think that it's neither here nor there. I don't think that it's relevant. Hal Ashby, the director, actually has a cameo in the movie. So does Colin Higgins, but I can't remember where it is. Oh, they got to get themselves in there. Hal Ashby's the big bearded hippie looking motherfucker. Oh, at yeah. at carnival. Yeah, he's one of the carnies, right? He might have been a customer. I think he was a customer. I don't know. Hmm. A customer? You don't call him customers at a carnival. What are they? A patron? We'll ask Hogan's Heroes.
2: You're not going to get the response you're looking for.
0: So Ruth Gordon played Maude, and boy, am I in love. You you look like Harold right now. I'm a, I'm a regular Harold. Uh, I fucking that's my celebrity crush right there.
2: Your celebrity crush, a 79 year old bat. <laughs> a bat? What do you mean bat? She's batty as
0: balls. Oh man. oh okay. I thought you meant like like an old crone. Oh like, no, not show some respect. Show some respect Yo, for your old there's... lady.
2: Crazy old lady.
0: Uh, She actually started off writing screenplays. She wrote over a dozen. Wrote a lot of early films, like with Katherine Hepburn and shit, like back in the 20s. Hell yeah. And she's mostly known for her role in Harold and Maude and Rosemary's Baby. She's the neighbor in Rosemary's Baby, dude.
2: You know what? You don't say. Yeah. Wow. Putting things together. Making wheels turn.
0: She also played a character called Ma Boggs in a couple Clint Eastwood flicks. Every Which Way But Loose and its sequel Any Which Way You Can.
2: Ma Boggs, huh?
0: Dude, she single-handedly fights off an entire gang of bikers with a fucking shotgun. She's blowing up their fucking bikes. Dude, it is nuts. Sounds like Ma Boggs to me. Oh my god. If
2: you, if you say, can you picture what my bogs would be doing? She tells you. Even if off you don't police. know who it is.
0: I'm just going to say, uh, what are their names? Trevor Phillips, Michael DeSantos, and uh, Franklin, whatever your last name is, from off the Grand cuff. Theft Auto. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ruth Gordon, nah, you ain't fucking with her. She's a boss ass bitch. Like all the cars she steals and cops she dupes. And oh my Harold God, and what if and- Trevor. Like tried to steal Trevor would fall head over heels in love with Maud, dude. She hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live. When season two? So Hell yeah. Seventy? No, oh, I don't. I don't know. Uh... Uh, you know Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. Yes, I'm aware of those men. What's her name from Third Rock? What's her name? What's her name? Oh, I feel like a douchebag. It's on the tip of my tongue. Tina Fey. <laughs> yeah, she was in season two of Saturday Night Live. Totally. <laughs> She did the Weekend Report. Tina Fey. Or Weekend Update. No, not Tina Fey. Oh, Amy Poehler. (laughs) Colin Quinn.
2: No, that'll never work. It was Norm MacDonald, man.
0: Jane Curtin. Tina Fey? Yes, yes, Tina Fey. First Tina Fey. (laughs) The first Tina Fey, yes. Okay. But no, that that episode was pretty fucking sweet. I watched it because Ruth Gordon made it. Because Ruth Gordon. That Ruth Gordon though
2: Please don't do that again.
0: <laughs> the musical guest was Chuck Berry, that was pretty cool. Fun fact, Ruth Gordon, up into her eighties, up till the day she died, I'm pretty sure, never had a driver's license. So anytime you actually see her driving the car, it's actually being towed. Oh really? Or a stunt driver more likely if it's if it's far enough away that you can't see actually her face. Actually showing them
2: driving. That's that's pretty darn interesting because she, I was about to say that she's one elusive driver just going around in circles.
0: She was actually in, Ruth Gordon was actually in a uh, like Chevy commercial or something. You can find it on YouTube. It's pretty sweet.
2: <laughs> Everything Ruth Gordon is gold. Bud Court
0: played Harold.
2: Yeah. Dare I say, it's interesting, right from the get-go, I thought, wow, this is almost like somebody's doing a Johnny Depp.
0: Impression in nineteen seventy exactly, <laughs> pre no, but I mean, Johnny like, Depp. Wait, no, obviously, but but no, because I, I I can I can see it where was you're very coming from, but still... though,
2: from somebody who knew Johnny Depp before this guy. You know, it was interesting. Maybe Johnny Depp is doing a Bud Court impression for a lot of his movies.
0: <laughs> I, I can see it. I can see it. But he's definitely got his own personal flavor there too. He actually got typecast a lot after that. That movie's kind of a blessing and a curse to him.
2: Oh, what is he, Adrian Monk?
0: He's also known for playing Private Lorenzo Boone on MASH. I think that was... No, that was Hogan's Heroes. (laughs) Oh, no, wait, no, no, you're right, it was was MASH. that was Tim Kring's Heroes. (laughs) You're right, it was MASH. I think that was Radar, right? He played Radar? I don't know, I don't fucking watch MASH. I I didn't
2: watch MASH. That's a My
0: Dad show. Hey, dude, he's in Dogma. Oh no way! Didn't realize that for extra fucking ever. or like small he plays part? John Doe Jersey, the skee ball enthusiast that was really God's avatar on Earth. No shit! The old man that gets beat up at the beginning—that's fucking Harold. <laughs> he wanted to die, right? <laughs> oh my god! And as a lot of us know, the entire soundtrack was done by Cat Stevens, which is pretty cool.
2: Definitely, I enjoy Cat Stevens.
0: I'm a big fan of uh, artistic musical artist scoring a film. That's what was. Awesome. What was? How did that song go? I was like, I, you and know, I really you like that song. To be free, yeah, be yeah, yeah. free. Yeah. Or it's and if you want to sing out, sing yeah. out. And if you, you want, want to, to be, be free, free, be free. Cause there's it's a million ways to be, you know, know that, that there are. are. God, you yeah, I to fucking be love me, that song. Be me, be me. And if you want to be Guy, be John Johnson. No,
1: my name's not John Johnson. I went back to Guy Fox.
0: <laughs> it was a phase.
1: It was one of them rebellious. We things. all go through them. Me, me mum.
0: By the way, I'm getting rid of all me Smith's records.
1: But I'm keeping the Batman and Robin soundtrack.
0: <laughs> wow, you just can't do a guy. Well, maybe you can. I
1: can't. I it's can't a do a kiss guy fox from normally. A rose on a plane. There is so much I'm I could tell you. So more he could say. You remain. <laughs> my power. My pleasure. My pain. God. So, this yes. song gets me every time.
0: As we were saying, Seal totally scored Harold and Maud. And no, he didn't. I get them confused all the time. It was Prince.
2: No, it wasn't him either.
0: No, it was Yusuf Islam, better known as Cat Stevens. Stevens. But, yeah. Yeah, he converted to Islam and changed his name to Islam. <laughs> The soundtrack is awesome. Those two songs, uh, If You Want to Sing Out, Sing Out, which we were just singing, and Kiss from a Rose, they actually Still were... Still
2: not Cat Stevens. <laughs> I don't know where we, where we went from that one. No, the second it's one... something about
0: Smith's records. The second one was Don't Be Shy, the opening song of the film. Uh-huh, Those yes. were both recorded specifically for the film and never appeared on any recording up until the 80s.
2: No way, because I tell you what, that song, if you want to sing out, almost got ruined for me from, uh, I think it was like a AT&T ad. Really? It was one of those, yeah, they used it in, in a marketing ad for one of the phone companies, and it would always play like it before.
0: What a shirtload of fudge. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> That's bullshit. You didn't know that? See, that killed the Rolling Stones for me. I grew up in an age when Rolling Stones was synonymous with car commercials. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and if there's one thing I, I, I can give less of a shit about than sports, it's fucking cars. So I hear a Rolling Stones song, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a, a Chevy or a Toyota. Yeah, no, uh, Gimme Shelter
2: will love, live on in my heart forever.
0: It's interesting to note too that uh, have you ever seen Mister Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Doctor Parn- Parnassus? No, no, no. <laughs> they both came out like a, a year or two within each other, but no. Um, this was. Oh, the you one know what? With, uh, I think
2: I did watch both of them.
0: Yeah, and, and the old dude had decided that it was his time to die. That he had lived his life. He lived a full life, and now it was time. Oh, to, you know what? Yes sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. And pass yep, on. yep. 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 And that's very spoiler alert. If you haven't turned back yet, turn the fuck back, go watch the goddamn movie, but that's Maud right there. Yeah,
2: and I got to say she's kind of selfish in
0: doing that. And in a that way. movie though, they used the song Don't Be Shy, the opening song to Harold and Maud, the Cat Stevens song, which was recorded specifically for that soundtrack. Excellent connection. Coincidence, sir. apophenia, or Oh no, it was definitely intentional. Intentionable? Yes, intentional. <laughs>
2: That's the word, right? No, I said that intentional. intentionally. Intentionably <laughs> intentional. Yo, shut up.
0: <laughs> Other notable
2: mods, Mod
0: Flanders. So, would you enjoy this movie as much if it was Harold from Harold and Kumar and Maude Flanders? Depends. Is the script the same? <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> I think it'd make more with, sense
0: with minor. Well, they, they work from the same script, but like Kumar shows up and he's like, <laughs> shakes his head when he sees He's like Harald Harold. Hanging. Don't do it. Don't he's do like, it. She's a churchy person. Roll, do you want to hit this? P- tries to pass him a Dutch, and Maud's like, "My heavens!" Harold's like, ah, ah, ah. he's like, "You fucking lightweight."
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it wouldn't have the same effect.
0: <laughs> so, what did you think of the movie, man? I, I'm really interested in hearing. You know what? It was very good. Uh, it's weird. You said that so, already. No,
2: <laughs> I liked a lot of aspects of it. Whereas it's kind of like a story of a you know of a boy finding himself, and not only finding himself, but a lifelong friend. He's a
0: lifelong
2: a, friend, and he's for, about to for a couple weeks. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally gonna <laughs> propose to her." Tells his whole family that, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm uh killing myself today." Just <laughs> oh.
0: He didn't know you were gonna go there. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention I had plans for my <laughs> I, birthday. I just, you know no, what? No, you can come over. Just, uh... I, I love you. I, uh,
2: you know what? I can't even say that to you because I feel like you're not gonna reciprocate the same type of love hey, that I have for you. I just needed to get my rocks off before I killed myself.
0: I mean, two best responses to "I love you" in cinema, though. We got Han Solo. I know. And we've got Maud, which was uh, oh, it's wonderful. That's wonderful. Go out and love some more.
2: I'm not long for this world, Harold.
0: <laughs> she, did she say that? I don't think she said that. <laughs> she could have.
2: She, she wanted to be in well control
0: have. of her own death. She she didn't want to put it off to a point when she... Yes didn't have control over but
2: it. bring it to Harold's perspective. He has fallen in love with this girl. She just uh popped his cherry, if you will. Yeah. Um
0: The lucky bastard.
2: I'm kind of on the side that's like gross, she's seventy nine. As awesome as of a free spirit she is.
0: Hey, back off. That's my celebrity girlfriend you're talking about. The thought of you two co-mingling
2: the saggy (laughs) breasts and flabby
0: bottoms or buttocks sorry buttocks yeah okay In floppy okay Craig you're getting a little you're getting a little personal here Craig hold
1: on there makes me want
2: to vomit. <laughs> Anyways, she's kind of a criminal, man. Just just to play devil's advocate here, you love this lady so much. She she is she is a, uh, a vandalist. She she steals. Hey, man, freedom ain't legal. She she uh, does not pay for the toll roads. You what do you square. think fixes those potholes that I are think,
0: all over the toll roads? I think you're a square, bro.
2: Nope, nope, that. That is just some liberal propaganda that you're perpetrating on me, and I do not like it, sir. This woman, this woman is, is not a patriot. She is, she is the anti-law. She, she, she confuses, and, and she misdirects the police officers that are just trying to do
0: the job. They're just trying to do their job. You know who you sound like right now? Well, it, besides the obvious. If you say Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> um, Roger Ebert actually hated this film. Because she was such a vandal and a criminal. No, no, no. He he didn't get on a political tirade like that, but he did not like this film at all. Well, His it, review is scathing.
2: Scathing. Probably didn't win an Emmy, did it? It wouldn't win an Emmy anyways. That's for television. It, yeah, it didn't win an Oscar. It, yeah, definitely didn't caught win an it. Emmy. I can say I that. I caught it. Authority. You can't mock me for it. I caught it.
0: I don't know what awards it has won. I don't think it has. Or I probably that probably Most movies been, that just the facts most movies that turn out to be uh, cult followings generally
2: didn't yeah, win didn't awards. Didn't do well at
0: the box office at all.
2: They're, they're usually movies that yeah weren't well received to begin.
0: Uh, I fucking. This it probably could have so been the fact it. that
2: it's a love story between a twenty-year-old and an eighty-year-old. A
0: lot of people didn't like that. It really turned off the audience. Um, Hal Ashby actually intended on filming. Well, he did. All the
2: hippies of the time were like, "Man, you do whatever you want." <laughs> Just don't go doing that. That's just
0: (laughs) gross, man. Well, he did film a scene of Harold and Maude making love.
2: I'm so glad. No offense. I'm just so glad that didn't. That would have been such, like, the most awkward, heavy petting scene He he wanted
0: it in the film. He really fought for it. And actually, Stanley Kubrick came on, watched a little bit of the movie, and said, I really want to cut the trailer. I would love to put together the trailer for this movie. And Hal Ashby was like, have the fuck at it. At that time, uh, um, Stanley Kubrick had done... 71? I don't know. What had he done? He'd done... 71. 2001. Yeah, I believe so.
2: I'm going to hit up the old uh, IMDB here.
0: Well, while you're doing that, Stanley Kubrick actually did cut a trailer of it, and almost all the footage that he used came from the lovemaking scene. The studio was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, not having it, made him take it out.
2: Uh, it was actually, Clockwork Orange hadn't been made yet, but it was being made that, it came out the same year. Oh, okay. So that's probably why I got snubbed at the Oscars, because Stanley Kubrick made a fucking brilliant he masterpiece. It was like, we
0: both have old lady sex in our movies this year.
2: But no, yeah, he... But yours is
0: so much he, more gentle.
2: Yeah, he he had quite the resume already. He had Spartacus, Lolita, Dr. Strangelove, and 2001, A Space Odyssey, leading up until 71. So I would say somebody as accomplished as that would, you know, you'd want them to cut your trailer for sure. Oh, I'd let Stanley Kubrick cut my trailer I, I just wasn't day. sure if by 71 he had symbolism. all the, you it know, means what it means. all the amazing background that he had. But there's a lot of give and take with me here. There's some things that I liked and there's some things I thought was, you know, really odd. Like, oh, to, to be the serious. The whole movie is odd. Yeah, to be serious. It, this, this kid is a sociopath. No, he's not. To Start out, yeah. You know, people are just fascinated with the thought of death. No, he needs a better mother is what he needs.
0: Yeah, he's 20 years old and he mainly does this shit to get attention. Yeah, from his mother and to get under his mother's skin. And.
2: and that was like almost, it was kind of funny, but also sad. Like when he had told Maud the first time he died or whatever, when he really didn't die, you he know. Blew he blew up the lab chemistry lab. blew up the chemistry lab, yeah. And the police thought that he was dead, told his mother and saw the reaction. And that's probably why he got so fascinated with it. He was like, oh, well, if I try to kill myself, my mom will
0: pay attention well, to me. Well, yeah, he said right there, like, I decided then that I enjoyed being dead more than I enjoyed being alive. And Maud said some shit like, a lot of people enjoy being dead, but, but they're not really dead. They're just something. I don't fucking remember.
2: They're just waiting for their real life to begin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in Maud's train house thing, you know, she lives in like a, like a train car. Yeah. All her picture frames are empty. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. But in the book, the novelization of the screenplay, which was actually written by Colin Higgins, so I'd say it was written with authority authoritan, if you will Harold actually asks her why she removes the photographs, and Maud tells him that they mocked her by their images remaining sharp, even as her memories were fading.
1: Ah."
0: And there's also a deleted scene in which Maud paints smiles on the statues in the church. And a still from the scene found its way into one of the original lobby cards. See, she's a vandal. And it's actually described in detail in the book adaptation. But in the movie, if you remember the priest at the cemetery, when she steals the car, he's talking to her and he's like, you're the woman that stole my car, aren't you? And he's like, you're also the woman that painted the saints, aren't you? And she's like, oh, yes. Did you like that?
2: Oh, so that is referring to the deleted scene.
0: There's also a lot more in the book about Harold being kind of like a gifted tinkerer.
2: Uh, (laughs) will you please explain? The thought
0: of Harold tinkering with (laughs) things. I mean, all these suicide attempts that he sets up, a lot of them are very elaborate ruses that have a lot of times... And I'll tell you what, I really don't appreciate the ruse. You don't
2: appreciate the
0: what... Your cunning attempt to trick me harold he He invents these little mechanisms he actually had in the book and in a deleted scene, which I guess is lost until Paramount decides they can release a director's cut. He has a Jesus, dummy man, of that's himself
2: not, it's been what forty three years
0: I don't know, yes, yes, you're it the has. fucking math whiz, the beginner's math, yes, whiz. But there's a scene where he's inspecting his dummy. No innuendo. In-tended. Get your mind out of the gutter
2: and complete your sentence, please. I said it
0: intentionably. <laughs> I, you will never let me
2: live that down.
0: Not intentionably, I won't.
2: One time I get super serial and start talking about intentionable things. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, in the movie you see him mod the car and all these yeah, elaborate a, a kind suicide of- schemes.
2: That kind of came out of left field when I'm like, oh, oh, Harold is a a hell of a pimp my ride mechanic.
0: Yeah, turn that (laughs) sports car to a fucking hearse. I love it.
2: People like his mom was like shocked thinking that he ruined her gift.
0: And his mom is such a bad mother. I mean, in this deleted scene that we were talking about, he sets the dummy aside for a second and goes into his closet trying to find something. His mother comes in, just starts talking to the dummy. Oh, by the way, Harold, I've set up another date and blah, 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 yackety, shmackety. And uh, Harold is in his closet and he's like, really, bitch? You don't even
2: notice? That's not me. Can I say that? Mother uh, of the year. I just
0: want to throw this out there. Like when we use the word bitch, like it's not a disrespectful term to be generally used to describe females. Mostly somebody that is acting
2: as a bitch. Like, I will yeah. call you out on that. Yeah, I don't. T- bitch. I, and I
0: I don't talk that way. So when I'm impersonating characters, it's kind of funny to be like, this character was like, really, bitch. Harold would never say that. <laughs> uh, no, you know, he, Mowgli he, would never say that. But it it, it it's funny to to uh, apply that attitude to them. But if I'm she's not being a misogynist. A bitch, that's what I'm saying. She's
2: being, yeah. Well, we'll not just <laughs> refer to all women as bitches.
0: Right? Harold's mom, though, she's a fucking bitch. She, and a dude could be a bitch for all I care. Yeah.
2: Sure. Although it is disrespectful towards all female dogs anywhere.
0: Seriously. That's like when you say gay is stupid. When you say bitch is like whatever the fuck bitch is. Female dogs are like really Really? We're like some of the most loyal companions on earth and we're gonna we're synonymous with like, yeah, no. It's not cool. It's not cool. My loins give you pets. That would be
2: the female dog. That would be yeah.
0: my cue to move on. Or that. Can I say that I love Maud's odorifics? Do you remember that? You scene? cannot
2: say. <laughs> <She> <laughs> I, has, I will not allow it. She has it. this
0: like device, this machine, that you can put different like cartridges in it and you just smell and it gives you like scents, like all sorts of shit. Like she, of it's she time, mentioned man. freshly mowed grass and Head of its time. Fuck, I want that. Dude, I want that and I want like basement smell, and freshly cut wood. I'm fairly certain. Oh, oh, and fresh plastic.
2: I'm fairly certain those exist as Glade plugins, but maybe not the scents you're looking for.
0: Am I weird? Like, is that weird? N- well, if you want basement smell, maybe. Dude, the way, like, not every basement. Some basements are nasty. But, like, uh, I don't know, dude. Just that, like, prototypical basement, like, o- musty. de o- basement or that dank uh,
2: musty non-humidified scent.
0: And like when you walk into like a freshly built wood shed,
2: now that I can get behind.
0: Oh my god, or inside the
2: scent of fresh pine.
0: Oh yeah, pine. I'm not even ta- I'm not even talking about pine, but yeah, pine, of course. Who doesn't like the scent of pine? And what about plastic? Like brand new toys.
2: Uh, nah. Well, for some reason, anytime you mention the smell of plastic, the first thought that pops into mind is the smell of burnt plastic. What about
0: glue? You want to huff some glue?
2: I'd rather not.
0: No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't. Huff I glue. wasn't into that in seventh grade, and by
2: dang it, I will still not be into it now.
0: <laughs> I'll huff the shit out of some freshly cut wood, though.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: No innuendo intended. I said that intentionably. <sighs> uh, speaking of intended. Colin Higgins intended on doing a sequel called Harold's Story. They actually reported on this in, um, I don't know, some newspaper.
2: Would it be prequel or actual well, sequel? Well, he
0: intended on doing a prequel and a sequel, now that you mention it. The sequel would be called Harold's Story, and it would follow Harold's life without Maud. Now, the prequel, this is where it gets interesting. The prequel would be called Grover and Maud, and... It would feature Ruth Gordon reprising her role as Maude. And
2: Joseph Gordon-Levitt?
0: No. Ah. Grover from Sesame Street, actually. Grover Cleveland? Super Grover. Super Grover. <laughs> no, it it, it didn't. Um, Grover Cleveland, though, actually, right? The president? Grover was Richard Pryor reprising his role as Grover from Silver Streak, uh, another movie written by Colin Higgins. So not the president no but he was a car thief and in this movie i guess he would teach mod how to steal cars richard prior good fucking ruth gordon fuck harold and mod totally doesn't need to be a trilogy no 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 no
2: ruth gordon learning to steal cars under the tutelage of richard prior now that's an idea i want to see it is he blind no. It's what? Brewster's Millions. Oh, I don't know. Not even that. No, that was the one with... Uh, you know, I always get my
0: Richard Pryor... It was and, uh,
2: I always get my Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder movie combos
0: mixed up. Silver Streak, the movie that Grover, the car thief, is from... Did not have Gene No, that Wilder was... In yeah, it. Gene Wilder was the main character. Ah. Richard Pryor was probably the lead supporting character. I haven't watched the movie. I, I want to. You know what I actually want to see? Call Me Crazy, which you're totally welcome to. You would, you you're would, fucking crazy. You wouldn't be that far off. But I want to see a Harold and Maude animated series. Or even just a pilot. <laughs> be,
2: yeah, just them on doing some crazy wild... Dude.
0: All right, take like the Beetlejuice approach of totally disregarding the continuity of the movie. And oh, yeah, like, some,
2: playing sometime <laughs> in between.
0: Yeah, if you had to stick it into continuity, it would be some time in there. Every episode, Harold, like it would probably start with Harold committing some elaborate fake suicide. Yeah. And it would be very tongue-in-cheek about some, like... Some Harry Carey. Oh, this is like a children's adaptation, kind of like how we joked how they made cartoon adaptations of Rambo and Aliens. Of and yet there's all this adult material. And that also fits hand in hand with like the dichotomy of the movie, which is very bright and sunshiny and yet at the same time kind of gloomy and depressing. And man, every time I walk out of this movie, I feel both elated and the opposite of elated. Grief stricken? Yeah, I mean, I'm not grief stricken, but I'm sad and yet I'm optimistic at the same time. But... Man, an animated series—it would be so cool. And then Harold and Maud go on some adventure, and something happens, and Harold learns something, and of course, and you know, back to status quo. End episode.
2: Yeah, I mean they—they were—they were together for. It may not seem like that long in the movie's sake, but you could have had plenty excursions that,
0: especially with an animated series, yeah, dude. Absolutely. How many Christmases have the Simpsons seen in one year? Let's not go there. And they're both basically cartoon characters, anyway. I mean, they have very iconic designs, outfits, personalities. They're live-action cartoon characters, like Jane. If Bob. you say so, I mean, you can see it, right? Even the, the cast- cartooniness of them, the or the world, fact that they can be cartoons. The world almost operates on cartoon physics, anyway. Like some of uh, those, suicides- like how
2: they uh, just basically n- no repercussions from the police. Oh my god, dude, she is a boss. She's running on Ferris Bueller logic here, or maybe Ferris Bueller runs on logic. <laughs> now that would be Maude a fucking logic. movie.
0: That would be a fucking movie. Ferris and Maud. No, oh they'd be God. fighting for
2: the, for the screen time there. They'd be clawing at each other to be the boss.
0: Dude, I would love that movie. Ferris and Maud. No, this is happen. what would
2: happen. Ferris would come up with some elaborate scheme that they should do, and Maud say, no, we should do this, and then they would just eventually do their own thing.
0: All right. So this is what we'll do. You start a Kickstarter to make Ferris and Maud, where it's a, it's a sequel with Ooh. Ferris Bueller and Maud, And I'll start a, a s- Kickstarter a s- to sequel. make the animated series and we'll see which one gets more money.
2: But, but these are both things you want to do. These are your projects,
0: semantics.
2: But how is Maud's dead, man? How's there gonna be a ah, sequel? You're
0: right. No one else can play Maud but Ruth Gordon. Johnny Depp might be able to pull it off. Maud. Johnny Depp can pull anything uh, off.
2: Back to the beginning. Johnny Depp could do Harold.
0: <laughs> if if he wasn't,
2: he 50, could Eddie Murphy
0: it. Fuck it. Are, you, are we
2: bringing Shrek into the equation now? You want Eddie Murphy <laughs> to play
1: Maud?
0: No. Also, the final scene when Harold supposedly drives the car off the cliff. Oh, my God. I was
2: like, this is just me watching this. Oh, man. This is such a downer ending. Damn you, Maud! Damn you. I knew this would happen. He was, he was You're propose. a snake-tongued liar. You demon serpent woman succubus thing. All of those things I just
0: said. No misogyny. <laughs>
2: He killed himself
1: because of you. He was only 20, goddammit.
0: But nope, nope. Nope. He sure pulled the sheep's wool over your eyes. Looks like the egg was on Craig's face. And said,
2: Boy, you deserve to play that banjo, but your mom's not going to buy you another car. (laughs) Certainly not another Jag. You dumb bastard. You dumb buck. I would have taken that
0: Jag from you. Shit, I would have given you 50 bucks for it. It's funny, too, because supposedly. Those cars, both the original hearse and that sports car, are worth a lot of money nowadays. And there aren't a lot of them. But back then, that was what they could afford. And when it freeze frames as it's going off the cliff, that was supposedly accidental. The cameras malfunctioned. Really? Only one angle was functioning, and it froze. It came off as, uh,
2: like, back in the day then, that... Shot where like you kind of do the freeze frame and then skips almost like it skips a frame or two. Wes Craven, Wes Craven used that plenty of times in his early days.
0: It, it could have ended with Harold banjo in hand, Joe's uh, jumping in the air, clicking his heels, and freeze framing there.
2: Yeah, there you go. No, that's the sitcom. <laughs> that's how you.
0: That's how you end a sitcom. That's all well and good, Craig. But how do you end a podcast?
2: Oh, by telling everybody to go to iTunes, subscribe, well, how rate, they, and
0: review. How would they be listening if they didn't go to iTunes already?
2: Well, well, I, 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 was, saying, I was saying, how would they? You can't. It's impossible <laughs> so far. But after you go to iTunes, you just, you just go under our shit and, you know, rate, subscribe,
0: review. Please. Even, yeah, if, if, you're like, even if you're like, look. I don't subscribe to shit. That's not me. That's not what I do. That's cool. I totally understand that. But you can totally leave us a rating and a review. Takes a couple seconds. Hell you yeah. can be honest. And uh, it, it's a great way to support us without having to dig into your pocket.
2: True story, Nathan. And you could also uh, head on over to our Facebook page and like the shit out of us. Another fine way to support us. Because I tell you what, Blurry Photos is catching up to us quick and... Oh. I'm not worried. I have faith in all our fans, but Nathan over here is like... Yeah. I don't know if you're I'm aware of needles. this, but there's
0: been a like war raging for a few months we now. We
2: cannot give up ground. We're we're
0: getting... It's, oh, it's closing. The gap's closing. By the time closing. this airs, they've probably already passed us. Don't
2: say that, Nathan. You can't.
0: But you can also go follow up. us on Twitter, at FairpointPod, because there's a million ways to support us. You know that there are...
2: Like email,
0: and if you wanna send us an email, do that at,
2: at FairPointPodcast Fair You did it better. Because
0: there's million ways to contact us. You know that there are, or like six to twelve.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't and give if them you false like hope. We don't have Tumblr. Find our
0: page. It's soundcloud.com/slash fairpoint podcast.
2: You know that it is. <laughs> uh, and you can go to YouTube/slash YouTube YouTube
0: fairpoint podcast <laughs> again. Don't be shy, as Cat Stevens once said: don't be shy. Send us an email iTunes, Facebook, like, let us know. We want to know when we fucked up. Uh, We fucked up a couple weeks ago, Craig.
2: Oh, shit, man. You, uh, in the Homer Simpson episode. I didn't fuck up. You did.
0: I did? I thought you you did. did. No. No, I'm I'm blaming this on you.
2: No. Well, I agreed with you. (laughs) You you said that Doug Funny lived in Bloomingdale, and it is Bluffington, sir.
0: (laughs) Bloomingdale.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure Bloomingdale is a... Chain store in the Simpsons universe, Bloomingdale's, or is that a
0: real chain store in the real universe? I, 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 I think it's real. I'm going to go with real. Email us. Let us know. <laughs>
2: Please, because I guess we're still stuck on that one. But yeah, Bluffington.
0: Also, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I've been doing this other podcast thing on the side. Well, it's I my side like chick.
2: If, if they listen to us, they're at least aware
0: well it's sylph radio podcast you can find it on itunes uh the full name is actually sylph radio a pokemon podcast and if you're finding it by searching in the store you might want to type the whole title because just typing sylph radio it's a little harder to find throw the word pokemon in there but uh we've done three episodes so far craig's on one of them one if you like pokemon you're gonna dig it if you like fairpoint you, you, but you don't like pokemon i don't know check it out anyway yeah
2: you might there you might learn something for once and it's on facebook too that you know that's not fair of me to say learn something for once cuz i'm sure all <laughs> of our listeners are very educated people's
0: well especially if they've been listening to us for the past 44 episodes yeah they've
2: got they've had to have learned something from us
0: at least one thing so next week on fairpoint your favorite my favorite or the listeners favorite the listeners favorite how do you know? I can
2: just imagine. <laughs> My favorite uh um techno thriller author. Tina Fey? She is not an author.
0: She, uh, she did the movie Baby's Mama. Hey, mm-hmm. hey hey she she did some Dude, don't Tina Fey's on the list, man. Of what? Shortly behind Ruth Gordon in 1980s Phoebe Cates, but She's on the list.
2: Really, you like you like that Tina Fey look? Oh my god, dude! You, do you like Tina her? Do don't you like her st- impersonating oh, Palin? Don't get me started on Tina Fey. You like? Oh yeah, Tina Fey play Palin. Don't again. get me started on
0: Palin. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> no, no, definitely not Tina Fey. He has written many a book, including The Andromeda Strain, The Terminal Man, State of Fear, Jurassic- Stephanie Meyer. No, not she did Twilight. We. <laughs> I hope to have to JK never. J.K. Rowling, you're you're getting better.
0: <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe and not closer, but at least better. <laughs> yeah, on the scale, on the of, scale like, of authors. authors.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> fantasy? No, we, we got to get to techno thriller here. In fact, I don't even. I don't even think I've read an author that's written a techno thriller other than this guy,
0: J.R.R. Salvatore. I am both
2: offended and confused by the name you just said.
0: George Art Art Martin.
2: No, that's just my second favorite author all time, which is weird because he's really only written a couple books.
0: But your favorite is the topic of our next week's podcast, huh?
2: No, he would be in my top three.
0: Oh, your favorite's Salvatore. Salvatore, that's
2: right. yeah, which is why I was so offended. So, was it your third
0: favorite? Yeah, he he wrote probably my favorite book. I wouldn't say he's my favorite author, but he wrote my favorite book. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Fucking A. Boom! If you haven't figured out who we're talking about yet, Homer and Jay Simpson. That's it. I'm done.
2: (laughs) I'm out of here. I can't do this no more. I'm fucking Craig Lewis.
0: I'm Nathan Capisser.
2: You sign out. I'm done with you.
0: Talk to you guys next time. Yeah, so much more unfair that I can't have Ruth Gordon. I'll just remind myself so that. On,
2: is, is it about as unfair as you can't have a Pikachu? Real Pokemon
0: and Ruth Gordon, man. Yeah, it's not fair, dude. I'm like, God, what the fuck? I was born too late and in the wrong universe.
2: In all fairness, uh, Ruth Gordon probably would have been different in that different universe. <laughs> oh, no, nah, dude. Oh,
0: my God. Ruth Gordon in the Pokemon universe? That'd be amazing. What Pokemon would she have? I don't know. A Psyduck. That's a good, that's a good, I'm going to have to figure she that out. She would have a Psyduck. She totally would have a Psyduck. <laughs>